0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators, but no one compares. Badass
1: Women's Hour excel with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell, and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. One, two,
0: three, four.
1: Hello and welcome to Badass Women's Hour with me, Harriet Minter. Uh, Just a heads up, this episode, because of coronavirus, we've had to record it remotely and while the quantity's a little in and out at times, but hopefully it's still okay. And also, it features one of my favourite people and because we know each other really well, it's a little bit sweary. Just a parental guidance there for you. Now, you know, for the last few weeks, we've slightly changed the format of this podcast. So rather than the usual best bits from our radio show, we are interviewing some brilliant badass women about some particular topics that have come up for all of us in this age of coronavirus. And this week, we are looking at the concept of fitness and why is that a few weeks in isolation has turned us all into would-be marathon runners. (laughs) Uh, I'm joined this week to talk about it by a woman who completely, I think, actually transformed my idea of fitness. Uh, I followed her on Instagram, then I hired her as my PT, and now I'm talking to her on the podcast. So it's this lovely merging of all worlds. It is the Fabulous Fan house. Hello! Hello, I love you. <laughs> what, a nice, what a nice intro. <laughs> oh, so, I'm so happy to have you here, not It makes me really happy. Um... So you are a personal trainer, a fitness instructor. I would say, quite frankly, a social media influencer. But I know that you'll kind of have
0: that.
2: <laughs> I just, I have, no problem with influ- I have no problem with the term influencer. I just don't see myself as one.
1: <laughs>
0: because I
2: don't, I don't feel like an obligation to ever post. That's why I don't feel like an influencer.
1: Yeah, there's not. Actually, can I ask a personal question on this podcast? Do I make money out of Do it? make money out of it? No.
2: Because I'm going Pure- to talk- And purely because.
1: Yeah, of
2: purely because of that reason, yeah. I don't ever want it to be. A, I can't mentally. It's not something that I could do. I can't have to have to post. So, I'm way. I'm not stable enough for that. <laughs> we I'm gonna, joke. I'm just being
1: honest. I'm going to tell everyone now to go and follow your Instagram, which is at banhas, and it is. It is about fitness, but it's about fitness and mental health and feminism and basically living a thoroughly good life according to decent people principles. Um, but tell me how you see, I guess, how you see your take on fitness, health and well-being, all that jazz.
2: Well, I think the part where most people get get wrong and maybe that's because I don't post every workout. I don't post every time I train um I think people forget that I do actually love it I think people I think people generally when they look at my account forget that I'm a PT or that I have a passion for fitness because I don't I don't talk about it enough I don't talk about it I don't I don't discuss when I'm gonna go for a workout um I don't get anything out of that Um, I'm quite selfish in that way I think that's just my thing the minute I started Telling people about what I was doing, I stopped enjoying it. I was like, nah, this this isn't gonna work for me. Um, the thing that people miss I think get wrong is that I actually do love fitness. I love exercise, I love getting people to feel good. But there's a thing about influencers where they have the savior complex. They think that they need to get everyone to love it as much as they do. And that's what I'm totally against. Like, I don't care how you move. I don't care if you don't want to move, but if you do love it, I want. I'd love. I'd love for that to happen, and I'd love for it to be with me. But it's just not going to be for everyone. Um, I hate the bullshit that comes with fitness. I hate people pretending that if you eat this, if you do this, if you look, if you, if you, by my God, you're going to look like me. You're not. That person's pretty much probably form that way 80 percent of it like we don't know what's going on behind closed doors but that's a lot of the industry you don't know um a lot of people eat well people will exercise and they still won't look like their favorite fitness influencer and that's the part that gets to me the kind the, the the fakeness behind that and um know the no excuses rhetoric the um if I can do it you can do it that's the stuff I don't like I also don't like the fact that everyone looks the same on Instagram and fitness has a look um so I guess my approach to fitness is more about doing what makes you happy forgetting about what everyone else is doing um making it as inclusive as possible not always the case I I work in boutique fitness there is a fine line between me needing to make money and being like oh yeah this is for everyone well it's not for everyone because it's 20 pounds cost (laughs) so so I try and do what I can but I completely understand the areas where I'm part of the problem as well does that make any sense
1: it did and what I love about listening to you talk about fitness is that you do love it and you are enthusiastic about it I love it (laughs) love it but you're also just realistic about actually it's not, if you are not in love with it, if you don't want to be doing it, It's that doesn't make you a terrible person. That's just- Oh my God, no. Time and that's fine. A hundred percent. And I think that's the
2: biggest thing that people don't understand, that people are not like them. And my argument with to everyone, even now, especially now is to remember that you are not your fitness influencer. You are not your favorite fitspo. You are not the person on Instagram. You don't like exercising, most of these people who are posting a million workouts a day right now do love it. Yeah, I would hope that most of us who do this for a job for a living have a passion for it. But if it's not what you're into, that's fine.
1: Yeah, so tell us let's talk about fitness in a time of coronavirus because Uh there's so many, I think there are so many layers to this. But the first thing that I am finding interesting is the fact that coronavirus has turned even those of us who are hardened non-runners into runners what I love it. It? I'm <laughs> it I'm finding it hilarious because I'm dealing with that um
2: my own family so I'm dealing that with my sister who just fucking hates exercise and she just went off on one and started running 6k a day for a week yeah until she got injured we'll talk about that in a second but the reason why people are loving running is because there's not much else to do Mm. so you have the people who would typically would do a workout class or go to the gym instead who don't have that option anymore so they're running yeah you have you have the government telling us we can't go outside so naturally we have to go outside that's another reason why people are running yeah it's trying to control the uncontrollable. This is the only thing we are now allowed to do. So it's like actually, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get out of there. Um, for me, working out is very much about how it makes me feel. It's, it's very much about actually getting outside, which is why I don't love a home workout. Which is why I'd rather run because I just want to, I want to get out of the house. Yeah. Um, I think that, that's it for a lot of people. But it's also just about creating routine during a time where things are really uncertain and it's the only thing you can control. I think a lot of this running obsession and now newfound love for running
1: is about control. Do you think the other thing that's driving it a bit is a fear of being faced with our own mortality? So suddenly we're... So
2: if you're more more healthy, you're
1: going to... Live like, like I'm going to get so fit that I can fight the virus. You know what?
2: As someone... Who's never had to face stigma? Mm. My initial reaction is no, that can't be, but that's because I've never had to face that. Yeah. I also know that there's so much shit going on at the moment with like publications like media publishing articles that are bullshit that are incorrect stating that there's there's, there's literally nothing saying out there right now there is no evidence that higher weight higher BMI is uh is um a risk factor for corona yeah but there are people publishing these articles which aren't finished the research isn't complete and yeah but that's the thing with coronavirus people are preying on on vulnerable insecurities they're saying you know if you're fitter you won't get it if you're thinner you won't get it all bullshit it's got absolutely nothing to do with how fit you are, how what you're eating, celery juices not gonna cure you, um, but yet you're still getting influences during this time promoting this stuff. So you're right, maybe it has got to do with that. I don't think, I'm not in a position to say whether it is or not, because I've never had to face that stigma. Yeah. But it could possibly be, I'm gonna fight it through becoming the healthiest version of myself now, and this is gonna save me.
1: Yeah. There was one thing that I thought was really interesting was that at the start of all of this, everyone was very fixated on this idea of, well, it's only really deadly if you're old. Yes. If you're not old, it's okay. And I remember seeing BBC reports where they've gone into a pub, this was pre-lockdown, gone into a pub, and there are loads of kids there who are like, yeah, I kind of actually just want to get it because then it's over and done with and I'll be fine. And there was just this deep, deep belief that if you weren't old, it wasn't gonna hurt you. And then that's sort you of vulnerable, up, yeah. Yeah, and we've realized that's not always the case. Mm. And it occurs to me that there's something about it which is that there's this sort of this human need to be able to find something which says, Well, as long as I am this or I do this, I am safe. Mm. And I wonder if for some of us that has become fitness and health and drinking the celery juice and running our 5k or 10k or whatever
2: yeah because we have no we don't we don't have any other answers it's the first time where there isn't something where you can't just there's there's no vaccine there's not there's nothing out there right now so we're living in this uncertain time so we will take anything we'll literally latch on to anything that's going to help us survive this
1: yeah yeah I also wanted to talk to you about the fitness influences generally Mm -hmm. and I'm lumping a lot of them into a very big group and there are some that are better than others and worse than others (laughs) (laughs) but let's just lump them all in together. Marginally, go on. (laughs) Joking. Um, But one of the kind of pieces of rhetoric that's come out in the last few weeks that I have sort of I've listened to you, and I—God, this is really weird. Is this idea that this is the time to get better than you were before? So use this time to get fitter. Who are you following? Who ever before? Who are you following? Like that <laughs> concerns me because I've heard this oh, a I lot. As
2: well, that other people, yeah, but I don't get the shit anymore on my newsfeed. Yeah. Because this that shit's gone. Like two years ago, gone. I'd be like, I'd be like really concerned if that came up. I'd be like, who the fuck are you? Um, um but I but I have heard of this. Mm. It's the same thing, it's it's even with in fitness and without fitness, there's you know, now's the time to make bread, now's the time to learn language, now's the time to and you know what? If people wanna do that, I've I've thought about this a lot in my head. If people wanna do that. I've decided fine, go for it. In fact, I kind of I think it's a little sad in some respect. I think it's a real, it's a real coping mechanism for some. It's a distraction for some and they need it. Yeah. Just don't push it on other people. Yeah. Don't push it on other people. But I will say that a lot of these people are really trying to stay productive, trying to find meaning in their strength goals, their weight loss, their diet, because it's something they can control so that they're not alone in their thoughts yeah because we have so much more time now that they have to stay busy um and that's what that's what they're doing it's like a coping mechanism right if i plan out all my meals i've got something to do i have structure and meaning to my life if i learn a new language that's less time that i need to worry about the future or what i'm doing or what the hell's going on in my life now um so i th- I'd argue that for a lot of people it's just a coping mechanism that's that's how they are distracting themselves and pandemic aside, a lot of people do that in fitness anyway
1: and also that it's not necessarily a bad thing you know that a co- we bring in a coping mechanism because we need some help, we need some support yeah,
2: yeah it's it get it's when it gets unhealthy or when you start pushing it on someone else that I don't like it, and I think that's really wrong, and I think it's really. It's really bad taste when people start doing that when they don't know who they're preaching to. They don't know if they're talking to someone out there who's lost their job, if they're talking to someone out there who's worried about you know feeding their kids. Yeah. That's when it becomes really problematic. When you start the whole "no excuses" thing, this is your time to shine to get better. When the person could be really just absolutely crippled with the anxiety.
1: Is there a is there a middle ground for us, which is because I sometimes worry that we are too protective of other people, mm. right? So that so we go, "Oh my God, I don't want to post that I've just done." Yes. I, I mean, anyone listening to this knows that I have definitely not just done a run, but like I don't want to post that I've just done a run in case somebody yes. they should do a run and uh, and we've I've spoken about protective. this. Protective. What do you mm. think?
2: I I struggle with this. Mm. I've struggled with this. I've struggled with this now more than ever, actually, because on on the one hand, on the one hand, I'm very, very much like I want people to understand how good you can feel from exercise. I want you to feel the way. I'm not saying that I, you know, I'm I'm living the dream, <laughs> or that I've never had any like problems, mental health problems or anything but I do want people to realize that you can make yourself feel that bit better. But I also have reached the stage Harriet where I know my body and I know really well, whether it's I need to just stay in bed or whether I just need to fucking get over myself and go do something. Cause it will make me feel better. I don't think everyone's there yet. There are still people out there who will look at that and view it as I need to go exercise to eradicate guilt. I will feel better because it's punishment. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's my concern when I start posting about my workouts. I also know my body. I know when I'm pushing hard. I know when I'm not pushing hard. Right now, I'm coasting. I'm yeah. loving it. I'm moving to move. I'm literally don't care about times. I haven't watch- worn like a proper watch in years. I don't care about strength goals none of that matters to me right now it's literally like "Mm, do I feel like what should I do today yeah I'm loving walking at the moment which I've never liked in my life (laughs) I'm like a high intensity junkie I'm now loving walking um um but yeah I think there's there's a real difference there's a real there's there's a real balance between how can you make people how how, what's the line between I'm not doing anything and I want you to know that I I am doing something and I want to make you potentially feel better as well.
1: What do you think of the current campaign going around social media, which is run five, donate five, tag five? Okay, so I've got about 25K to run.
2: (laughs) Um, You wouldn't know that because I haven't reposted any of them. Yeah. Um, The funny thing is, like jokes aside, I will probably do 25K anyway within a week, right? Yeah but it's if you're if you're tagging someone you know they're a runner great yeah i had my sister say to me do you, do you, do you should i not tag you i was like i was like mate i'll i'll give the money yeah and i'll do the run but you don't necessarily need to tag me because i don't want people to feel who who aren't doing that that they're they're bad
1: yeah does that make any sense yeah, and the other thing that I'm finding really interesting about it is, um, if I put my kind of political hat on, it's run 5k, donate 5k to you know NHS heroes, yeah. and donate 5k, not donate 5k, donate five pounds to NHS heroes, um, and tag five. And I'm like, I obviously will give as much money as I possibly can to the NHS. Amazing, but the NHS is not a charity. The NHS is a public service that we already pay for through our tax. And by creating a mindset which says that we look after it as though it's a charity, what we're essentially allowing the government to do is say, well, we don't have to look after it because people are going to donate to it.
2: I know. <laughs> I'm just... I just know, I know, I know. There's yeah. been a lot of conversation around that as well. But yeah, I've got about 25K to run. <laughs> no, one, no one would know that.
1: <laughs> so if people are at home now and they want to be doing some exercise, you are technically a fitspo, babe what would you <laughs> with your pt hat on what would you be telling them to do is it should we feel this pressure to do some form of exercise should we be taking ourselves out for a run every day or getting up with joe wicks at 9 a.m each morning <laughs> or should we be sat on our sofas and be like it's final pass
2: i'd say what what you want to do deep down what you want to do i would always always argue during this time It is more important to be regularly walking. Yeah. Take yourself out for a walk. Do a nice, use that allowance that you're allowed to go out. Get get the air on your face. Feel a bit of light on your skin. That is way more important at the moment than killing yourself for 30 minutes with a HIIT workout and then not moving for the rest of the day. But I would always say, if you want to do that HIIT workout, do it. Do a couple of those a week if that's going to make you feel good. If you hate it, what are you doing to yourself? Why would you make yourself feel more shit during a time when we're already feeling shit? There's got to be something. I I genuinely believe there's going to always be something someone enjoys, even if they're not like dancing to do a yoga class or like there's going to be something that you hate just that bit less. Mm -hmm. There's so many things you can do. You can dance, you do yoga, you can do a strength session, you can do mat pilates you can go for a walk yeah like uh, just just go go you go for a walk it's so nice listen to a podcast
1: i was actually walking my dog the other day and yeah we were in the park and some girl was doing kind of mountain climbers on the bench you know you put Mm -hmm. your hands on the bench and you put Mm -hmm. your up and down um and my dog went and just in this moment of sheer abject humiliation for me went and like sat underneath her and just peed right underneath this poor woman doing her mountain climbers. And I was, I was just mortified, absolutely mortified. (laughs) There was some sort of mix of kind of admiration and humiliation that that I felt that meant when I was taking my dog out the next day, I was like, maybe I'll just do 25 mountain climbers really quickly here on this bench. And I did. And it came from a place of actually wanting to do that. And then then I was done and I was like back on my walk again i love that uh, but it was because that i'd had that moment of inspiration and desire i think
2: yeah and you when, know for me yeah for me just, just to interrupt for me it's that moment of whilst i'm running i actually just want to stop and walk
1: yeah
2: yeah i just want to i just actually really feel like just just taking a moment just to walk
1: and being like yeah
2: back in the day five years ago and i've been like speed, speed, speed 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 come on come on get out of the way <laughs> but now it's like whatever you know it's really about self it's about self-compassion and like self-care and self-love at this time and just doing whatever you need to do to make yourself feel better and not shit
1: thank you for listening to badass women's out you can hear us every saturday on talk radio from 7 p.m for a full three hours yes three hours of opinion debate and general setting the world to rights we will be back after this How can we use fitness to kind of help our mental health here? Because you talk a lot about mental health. You're very mm-hmm. open about how you manage yep. own and yep. you know suffering from anxiety and how you deal mm-hmm. with that. How are you managing? How are you using exercise to help you and how, what potentially can it you helps, be doing? It helps me. It helps me more than anything
2: that I know. It helps me more than anything. um, mm-hmm. Ninety percent of the time, I will feel a bit better after I've exercised. Yeah. Um. I'm. I, I'm always. I always say ninety percent because there are times where I'm, I don't feel better. I'm not. I'm. I don't finish exercise feeling cured, and feeling like I have no problems now. But it makes me feel better than it did when I started. Yeah. Um. The problem that comes with people talking about exercise and mental illness is. When people, a lot of the time, when people aren't aware and they assume that running is running, when people start arguing that running is therapy, yes, it is therapy in some respect, but it's not gonna. It it might not cure you. People are different, um, and that's where it gets really dangerous, and the lines get blurry because. A, when you're struggling with mental illness, the last thing you can think about is going for a run. The actual thought of it makes you feel so anxious. Like I know there's those people who can relate to this. You might put on the sports bar at 8am. It might take you to 6pm to actually get that workout in. Yeah. Because you're literally like, like this. Um, what, what, what I don't like is when someone online might be, might be suggesting that, oh, like you can cure depression with running or exercise yeah. maybe for some people will work for others it's not going to for others it they're in too much of a bad place to be able to get to that point and then there's others who actually need who need some uh, some other kind of assistance like medication to be yeah. able to get themselves out for that run yeah. um I think it's about not trying to make yourself, not, not curing yourself, but just trying to make yourself feel, I always say, just make yourself feel a little better than when you started and you're in a good position.
1: Two things there that are really, are sort of like lightning bolt moments for me. I've right? yeah. never thought about that, which mm-hmm. is that one you said here, I'll go for an and 90% of the time you'll feel better. And 10% of the time, that's you're changing, that's okay. And that's yeah. something that hasn't, I've never really yeah. been on board. So I've always been like, yeah, I would agree 90% of the time, even if I don't want to go and do some exercise, if I go and do some, I do feel better for it.
2: That's the thing. Sometimes I, I
1: don't. And then I beat myself up about that. I'm like, well, you do, because you feel worse. Because like, now you're thinking, well, I did the fucking exercise and I
2: still don't feel good. <laughs> and that's, that's a real problem for people. Yeah. That's a real, because your women's health are telling you, oh, you're going to have that post-workout glow. And I'm like, where the fuck is it? Where is it? I feel like, I feel like fucking shit still. Um, I'm, and I'm more annoyed that I did it and I still feel like shit. Yeah. Um, so it's not a case that you're always going to feel better. Um, you, it might it, it might not be enough that day. That day you might just, it might be one of those days where you need to start and be like, actually, this ain't working for me. I just need to go home and make some brownies. <laughs> or I just need, actually, I just think <laughs> I just need a drink today. <laughs>
1: Um, I mean, this is the other thing actually, which I say that, I'm like 90% of the time brownies make me feel better, but also there's 10% of the time where they don't work either. So no, no, it's actually this, no, no. this concept, which is trial and error, not
2: trial and error. And it's never going to be the same every day. And that's the same with exercise. It's never going to be the same every day. You're not, when I go for a run, it feels different every time. Yeah. The distance might be exactly the same. Some days it feels absolutely horrendous. Other days I'm like, wow, I'm an
1: athlete. I'm. I am the actual Fitzro here. (laughs) The other thing I thought was really interesting that I hadn't taken on board was when you said, you know, there can be a level of anxiety that appears before we exercise, simply about exercising. Mm. And I, so I'm not somebody who feels anxiety because I'm excellent at being like, oh, look at that slightly anxiety-inducing thing. Let me just swerve it. Mm. So I just won't go near it. So subconsciously I know that it might make me feel a bit anxious or a bit stressed. So I just won't go near it. And that point about, you know, can we have a level of anxiety, you put your sports bar on and then you worry about doing exercise until 6pm. I've definitely experienced that. And just hearing you say that, it's, that made me think, Oh, okay. Actually mm. I can just normalize that as something that happens.
2: Mm. Oh, I do that. I, I, you know what? I was having this conversation with someone Yeah. Um, that still happens to me. Typic before all of this happened it would happen mainly on a Sunday for me yeah. happens on a Sunday Sunday's the day where I'm like oh you're gonna have a really like you know one of those Instagram Sundays where you know you get your workout in then you then you get a bit of work done you get your admin done and then you you know you finished all your work obviously by six <laughs> never happens for me it's still like 11 I'm like oh shit I haven't sorted out my stuff for the week I'm not one of those people so I wake up on Sunday and I've already got that dread and that anxiety of, oh, today's the day where I'm not working. And yeah, but I've learned to deal with that. Like now on a Sunday, I know, you know what? To avoid that, book yourself into a class, yeah. like a midday class, something you enjoy, something you love, as opposed to thinking Sunday's the day day's your day off. So you're going to make it like the hardest session in the gym because you have time. Fuck
1: yeah. that doesn't work for me sunday's my anxiety day do something you enjoy yeah if you were to sum up how you think we should all be approaching fitness in this time of coronavirus and in this weird world where we don't kind of know when it's ever going to go back to in quotes what do you think is maybe some of the lessons that we could learn in this period that we could Mm -hmm. then take back into life afterwards
2: You know what, that's really, really, that's really important what you've just said, because everything that happens during this period, you know what, you can take it all back,
1: Mm.
2: all back. True. Nothing should be different. I would say if you find yourself being triggered by anything online, now is the time to unfollow mute, use this time. And you don't need to unfollow them back, follow them back when, when we're out of this. They yeah. shouldn't be on your feed anyway, these people. Coronavirus doesn't change people. It just brings out people. Yeah. Yeah. We're not we're not all suddenly doing something different. This is who we are. Yeah. Yeah. Can I- um I yeah. So I'd say unfollow people. I would say understand that these people you're following, this is their job. It's not yeah. you. So try not to take it all so try not to take it also also. I want to say personally, but just realize you are not them; they are not you. We have different lives, different jobs, different goals, different dreams. So yeah. ignore it. And also, a lot of these people, like myself, this is their job. They've probably lost something along the way. Yeah. Like I advertised for my services for the first time in like when it, in, in in like years, mm. and that's because I had to. Yeah,
1: because I've
2: lost half my income. So, like, suddenly I'm, like, talking about fitness and do you want to train with me online? And people are like, whoa, you don't do that. I'm like, yeah, yeah I do, because I have to.
1: yeah So
2: for a lot of people who are offering all these additional workouts and stuff, it's because they have to yeah. as well.
1: And that's an interesting thing as well to be aware of, which is that, you know, I, I said this, I think, on a podcast, like, oh, I do not know, three, four weeks ago, but you know, that actually this is the time when really if you have some cash and – you have somebody that you have worked with for a while. This is the time to say, now I back you, and I will stay with you." Yeah, and yeah. that that's actually a time to think. You know, this is actually about if you are going to invest in yourself. Um, so I got an email. I don't know, like a couple of days ago, from mm-hmm. in quotes Joe Wicks. Obviously, not actually Joe Wicks, but Joe Wicks and his what's the, what's the body coach plan. I can't remember. I am following him so long ago, I can't even remember what his plans called. 90 days thing or whatever it is being like if you want to join up the uh Joe Wicks 90 day body coach supreme whatever plan it's now 47 pounds yeah and and I was like oh and because my mind is so indoctrinated with wanting to sign up for those things even though I've given them up years ago I always have a moment where I'm like maybe I do and I go oh really oh yeah always that's so interesting you know when i just can't imagine you having
2: that thought of oh maybe i should yeah
1: oh, wait, oh, it, yeah. oh i always said oh should and then i'm like oh wait oh, wait no 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 we no don't. You, don't don't like know. you don't like this you don't like this you hate this yeah I it's funny it. isn't it I'm not going to last more than two weeks i am not the right person for this funny. don't be funny and also i was like i don't much as i'm sure you know joe Wicks is the lovely guy I don't want to spend my 47 quid with him. I want to spend it with somebody that I know and appreciate. And yeah, you know, And that's the thing I think is really important right now when we are talking about, well, any industry, but particularly around kind of health and fitness. It's please go follow people, interact with people, buy from people that you know and trust, not somebody selling you something that is going to fix all your problems in this weird three-month period
2: yeah and and to be honest people who are actually taking advantage of you during this period because it's no different to it's no different to people who are selling skinny teas detox teas and all that shit any other time of the year in fact it is different because it's so much worse because like everyone knows someone who's caught the virus or has lost someone who's had the virus so it's really a lot worse because you're really really that's so low You're really taking advantage of people being low, vulnerable, uncertain that you that you think that, you know, trying to promote you're getting paid to promote an immune boosting supplement. Yeah. And we know it doesn't work.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing that I would happily urge everyone to go and follow Ban, which is you do in the most hilarious and brilliant way, take the piss out of all of that and just the joy of following you is that it's a funny and also a very good reminder of oh hang on no that is bullshit and i am going to leave it there this is the badass women's hour podcast finally before mm-hmm. we end i would like to know uh two things from you about the coronavirus period so one first thing One thing that you've had to stop doing because of coronavirus that you will not start doing again when it's over. (laughs) and Oh, damn it. The the small, ridiculous, stupid thing that you're missing the most right now. (laughs) I can see her face, so I know what it was. (laughs) Well,
2: the first one was going to be the second one, but then you said you're not going to do it anymore, (laughs) so that's a lie. So the second one i don't know the only physical workout we all enjoy babe sex. the first one what am i not gonna do there's nothing i'm not gonna do anymore that i've given up um oh you know what I, th- I reckon that by the end of all this i'm not gonna run anymore yeah i think that so i was running pre-coronavirus right yeah. so i've been enjoying i would say running with something that really helped me the beginning of last year got me out of a really really dark place I was all into my running from last January I don't know it was like yesterday I went for a run I thought I'm done with you I'm done with you for at least a good couple of days and we will we will come back to this and make a decision where we're going to go from here I've got a feeling I'm going to be done with running so that will be very interesting in terms of what happens with my own fitness journey after corona but other than that there's nothing I'd give up There's only things that I would implement now
1: Oh, what would you implement
2: I'd, I'd probably walk a bit more um I'll try and walk a bit more I will continue with a bit more virtual online training yeah um I will do more of this online shit that I hate typically gives me uh, like quite a lot of anxiety I'll continue doing that but there's nothing I'd give up beautiful
1: thank you my darling it has been a joy <laughs> to talk to you uh please do follow at Banhas uh, on all the social media it's if nothing How'd you know it's not funny uh, um, and uh badass women's hour we will be back next week we'll be looking at another key topic um i think next week is going to be alcohol but i will check in on that mm. <laughs> um, mainly because my gin store is going really fast and i need to address that um <laughs> about the key topics that are impacting us over this year with some truly badass women and if you want to talk to us in the meantime you can come find me at badass women's out on all social media or at harriet minter and remember rate review subscribe five stars because anything less is just insulting You've been listening to Badass Women's Hour. If you like the show, then help more people find us. You can tag us or talk to us on social media using at Badass Women's or you can be really lovely and leave us a review and a rating five stars, please. It helps boost us up the podcast rankings and allows other people to find us. We'll be back next week with more Badass Guests and in depth chat.
0: Even on a budget,